Anyways, it's time to Your favorite actor, my favorite actor, our, our favorite, favorite actor. actor. All right, you know what that means. This is another episode of the Leo B. Gyllenhaal, what you might call it, the podcast where we're supposed to be talking about movies, but easily get off subject and get to talking about something else. But it is I, uh, the invisible man himself, Leo Archibald, a.k.a. Leo the Average. Also known as, uh, they used to call me Slim Nady, a.k.a. Slim Pickens. Uh, but you can start calling me Natrick Mahomes. Oh, my gosh. I've been a Chiefs fan. What are you talking about? Uh, Dang, Nary Kill. Hey. Navis Kelsey. No, they're not calling me that? No. Not at all. All right, whatever. Well, fine. You can also start calling me uh, Nate Boys for Life. Nateen17. Nate Little. Naimanji, the Nate level. Nate Wars, the rise of Nate Walker. Nato women. Just Nacy. Naves out. Like a Nace. Nazin too. And I've been the Fitbit Messiah himself, the one and only. But you can also start calling me. Or start calling. Now they've been calling me this. Roly man. Um, this Switch is another roll. one of those episodes where one of us can't say bars. That was me last week. And then he read my bars. And that's him this week. And he can't say any punchlines, any metaphors, or Easy. any similes. Easy. And just to make it more difficult for him. I'm a rap. <laughs> wow, I don't even know where this is going. Yeah. Now, nah, why don't you sing this song? No. <laughs> you go ahead. Then go ahead and sing this. Yeah. All right, good. I'm waiting. I'm good. Tell me what a scrub is. I don't know nothing about scrubs. You don't? Oh, so nah. you don't know, uh, <laughs> deal with like major league fellas? Nah, that ain't mean. I met Mike Conley before. And you said nice playoffs. <laughs> is playoffs a metaphor for something? Is that what you call abs? You call abs playoffs? Nah, Mike Conley wouldn't be the guy that I would be saying that to. <laughs> you said nice playoffs. Uh, it's your boy. <laughs> I'm clapping up for myself. It's your boy, Joaquin Pennyworth, a.k.a. Pusha K, a.k.a. Kayanya Taylor Joy Van Zandt, a.k.a. Kai Dollar Sign, a.k.a. Um... Hold on, let me let me go back. It's your boy Joaquin Pennysworth. Like that penny went a long way. Uh, it's your boy. <laughs> it's your boy Kanye. Here Taylor we go. Like man, I'm happy. It's your boy Pusha. It's gonna be a long episode if this is the material we're getting. It's your boy Pusha K. Like I shoved a letter. It's, it's your boy. Kanye. <laughs> 
It's your boy Kai Dollar Sign, like I pinned some money to a, a, a red octagon. Oh my God. <laughs> Anyways, I'm ready to start the podcast. This is already not going the direction I like. Yeah, because your bars are bad. But like Michael that- Jackson album. Oh, I was supposed to be air horns. <laughs> well, it wasn't. That fit that, fit that vibe perfectly. Huh, have you Gangsters, what's up, guys? Have you seen any new movies? Or I'm sorry, have you slept on any new movies since the last episode? I have not slept. Okay. Uh, but I saw... Yeah, how many movies was that, though? I have on my streak of yeah. not sleeping one. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, yeah, we talked about Just Mercy last week. So, Bad Boys for Life is what I seen. All right, I saw that too, and I didn't sleep in it at e- uh, sleep in it either. So, you can't sleep in a Bad Boys movie. So this must have been a good movie. Uh huh. Um. <laughs> I feel like I don't know how to do this podcast no more today. It's a MLK day because we're too busy with. Uh, yeah, I'm Martin used Luther to King not. Yeah, I'm not used to working on uh, Martin. No, you call Martin Luther King a scrub? <laughs> oh. hey, hey, that's wild. Nah, never. Uh, yeah, I thought it was a good. No, I'm distracting myself. Let me turn this soundboard off. Uh, let me see. Yeah, I thought this was a good movie uh, with twists. In it, yeah, I didn't uh, expect some of them. That's I like the or the big end twist or whatever. I thought that was. I mean, does it make I, sense? No, but it added some stakes to it. Yeah, and I thought and, it was. I thought it you was, might as well. You ain't got nothing to lose. It's not like this is something where it's a guarantee. You got to keep going in the series, even though they had a very Avengers like ending. Yeah, or, <laughs> oh, yeah, or Fast and Furious like ending because they built a team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're definitely getting yeah, another one. You got High School Musical. You got Riverdale. You got. What is uh, Ludwig from? Uh, Hunger Games. Hunger Games. Yeah, they had all the All-Stars from all the hit uh, series. I had to look up, because the way they acted, you would have think that uh, Will Smith's love interest, or the chief or captain or whatever she is, you would have thought she was in the other ones. The way they said, I'm like, was she in the last one? Nah, last last love interest was Gabrielle Union. They briefly mentioned her in the movie. (laughs) Yeah, so they mentioned her. That's good enough. Yeah, the way they made it seem, they wasn't going to mention her at all. Yeah, it just so, broke up. So yeah, that, I thought that was good. Um, the action was good. Uh, the action was really good. I was surprised. It was more violent than I thought it was going to be. But oh, yeah, I liked. I was surprised. I'm like, were they this violent? In other yeah, ones? I can't remember. They immediately got to stabbing stuff <laughs> and showing it. Like, it's been a long time since I seen an action movie where they showing the the violence. It was like it was crazy, especially the end. The end was so over the top that I I loved mm-hmm. the the whole big battle scene at the end. But um, that scene where I wonder if they did this on purpose when uh, Martin was trying to fix the ceiling fan and the propeller uh, went off and slammed yeah. the TV, and then the <laughs> helicopter did the same thing when it was in that final scene. Well, maybe I don't know. That's what I was, that's what I was picturing. But that was good. Um, this movie was dark. I don't know why. I just I ain't watched. I didn't go back and watch the other Bad Boys, so I'm not too familiar with exactly the vibes and stuff. But this movie was darker than I thought. For one, mm-hmm. the whole storyline with it was wrapped around uh, uh, Will Smith's character, whatever his name is. I'm already blanking. Uh, Mike Mike Lowry. Yeah, the the violent story that uh, that had to do with wrapping around his character. I don't know why I was like wasn't expecting that. And then the whole. Um, 
the people that they killed that was close to him, I thought made the story take a dark turn. But I was I was down with it. It fit the the violent nature of the movie, so I was glad they took those. Um, I wouldn't say risks, but took those uh, unorthodox directions. But this movie really was. This movie should have been on the billboard. Should have said Will Smith and Bad Boys for Life, also <laughs> starring Martin Lawrence, <laughs> Vanessa Hudgens. This was his story, and then uh-huh. Martin Lawrence's or whatever his character's name. I'm already blinking on all the characters' names already. <laughs> he was just in the backdrop. You know, his only action moments came right in shoddy with the big with the big blaster bad boy. And then, I'm glad they actually gave him something uh, to be a part of saving the day. Yeah, at the very end, you know, yeah. did he did he throw many punches at the end? No, he was nah, getting beat up, but yeah. I kind of like that because he's old now. So yeah, it, it makes sense. That's why, like, when he went to go try to save uh, uh, Will, when he was getting beat up by his spoiler alert son, <laughs> and he went over there and tried to help, and immediately got uh, beat up. <laughs> it, it makes sense story wise. It's just funny how it just really felt like a Will Smith movie that was co-starring Martin Lawrence. <laughs> And I didn't realize this was first it was Martin Lawrence's first like big or first like motion picture movie since 2011. Mm-hmm. Like, whoo, that's almost a decade. Yeah, he ain't been doing movies. That's that why is, I felt weird seeing him in a movie. And I he, forgot this Martin. And he's he was funny in the movie. I mean, nowhere near as he was funny as he was in the other ones. Yeah. But it was just because he physically can't be that funny. Like his voice, <laughs> but he would deliver some jokes. They just didn't come off the same way as you're like used to hearing them. They was all like. Groggily and just it's, it's been a while. Yeah, so he was um so he was still funny in the movie. I was glad like for what he did, I was happy with it, but he's just like ah, he just go back and think of like old Martin Lawrence. But of course we can't all be the old or young youthful selves we used to be. But um I also didn't think the movie was like hilarious by any means, but it was like funny throughout. I like, I laughed throughout and then um I thought their chemistry together was just good. Like just seeing them two on the screen acting and like you know doing entertaining things just made for a super entertaining movie so i i really enjoyed it It was uh i wouldn't say it was better than i thought it was going to be but i was like by no means disappointed or it was just it was just a really good movie especially to start the year out and it didn't really have nothing whack in it no usually some movies got somewhere you're like this one didn't really have that uh yeah definitely like the fight i like how they had like a like a distinct villain yeah. in it. Um, that made it pretty cool. Um, what else happened in it? The, the, the directors, though, they were, um, the first 30 minutes of the movie was like shot in warp speed. <laughs> they was, oh, there were so many quick cuts. It was like they had a lot to get into. And oh, yeah, they did. Dude. <laughs> I forget. Like, uh, what was the first cut they did? Even though it made it funny. It was just like. It was just they just didn't like dwell on like certain scenes long enough, and that was the same issue I had with like stuff like Man of Steel. It was just like you can let a you can let a scene just like just sit there for like a couple seconds, so we can just like dwell in it. But these some of these movies were like, nope, we got a lot of story touching on, and this movie's already almost like two hours and twenty minutes, so we ain't got time for all that. Um, but I did like the way they directed the movie, though. They had like a little. Like a little whole artsy fartsy type of feel with like some of the slow motion moments that you would think would take you take it um, like feel like it's pulling you out of the movie because it's a distraction. But I thought it would just fit in with the vibe they created, and it kind of it kind of had like a, a Miami type of tone to it as well. Like the mm-hmm. the filters on some of the scenes felt very uh, Miami esque Miami esque. So it was only right since it was in Miami. 
DJ Khaled had a sane stealing cameo. Mm. Say all that. <laughs> I was glad it was very quick. Yeah, it was and that very he got brief. Beat up by Will Smith. <laughs> very brief. <laughs> like, thank goodness. Um, yeah, I was just I really enjoyed this movie. It's always good to see Will Smith on the big screen. It's really good to actually see him do a good movie because uh-huh. I'm coming off a of Gemini man, and that was finally did a good movie. Wasn't really good. <laughs> nice big blockbuster. Uh, it made the money. Yeah, they already announced the uh, the forkel. Yep. So what they gonna call this one now? Because they already had the opportunity for that one to be Bad Boys Four. Yeah, that should have been four. But we gonna call they, it. I don't, they probably was like, we ain't quite sure with with these two dudes we got. Uh, make the money, but it definitely made the money, and they set up. I'm assuming this next one's gonna be a team. This one was already kind of yeah, like a team. it was team. already kind of a team, but this one for sure is going to create a family. Now this could be in the Fast and Furious universe, but they have more mm-hmm. motorcycles than cars. Mm-hmm. Ben Diesel. Versus Will. Versus Will and his crew. Woo! Martin. Well, that's not fair because Paul Walker gone because it would have been yeah. Ben and Paul against uh, Will and uh, Martin. But Martin, he just he just had the – he got the he better lead- experience. He ain't got the ma- – Agility or That's the strengths. He's the leader of ammo, kind of. Uh, <laughs> he just point, he tell him what to do. Now the the Vanessa Hudgens of the world, yeah, the, she's a fighter, the 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 Ludwig uh, knocking buildings down or whatever. He, <laughs> he did. dove into that one. That was crazy. <laughs> he can fight Jason Statham. Yeah, you he, he, he can fight him in the Rock. Yeah, you must say he, he got had to take on the Rock and Vin Diesel strength wise. <laughs> What's my boy Charles Mountain? Is that his name from uh-huh. Riverdale? Asian dude. Who I thought when I was watching it, I thought, <laughs> thought it was uh, not that they all look alike. Wow, here we go. You gonna say Jet Li? <laughs> That's racist. <laughs> See, I wouldn't even said that. I thought he was the dude from Thirteen Reasons Why, <laughs> and who was in Shazam? <laughs> no, and but the funny thing. <laughs> Yeah, they didn't they play the same character on Riverdale? <laughs> See, I knew it. That's why. They look the same. They're brothers. Yeah, the dude from 13 Reasons Why had to re-up for the second season of 13 Reasons Why, so he couldn't come back to Riverdale, so they had to get <laughs> my boy young Mr. Mountain to come to. Brother. Well, that makes sense. Did you what did you say? You said Makes Charles sense Mel- like money? No. No, definitely not. Did you say Charles Melton is Melton Yard? I know that's kind of close to uh, oh, that was very pun like, and I didn't like that. I don't want no puns, no punchlines, no similes or metaphors. All right, all right. That's your first warning. <laughs> you can write all that stuff down you want. Hey, I ain't got. I got to take puns out. I'm, be, I'm speechless. Like what? I thought we was moving on. Uh, that was weird. How? Uh, Martin. I really can't think of his character's name. Malcolm? Terrence? It's someone to him. Mike Laurie and Mount Lawrence? <laughs> it's Mike and... <laughs> look this up. And as I'm writing nothing down... Uh, but how he had retired and then at the end, after they got done going through all kind of drama and getting beat up and stuff, said... Uh, bad boys for life, whatever he said to him, yeah. like bump fist, decided he ain't retiring. <laughs> yeah, because his wife don't want like, him in the crib. This is for a sequel. <laughs> yeah, but I'm definitely down to see a sequel. Definitely, and I hope it's sooner. Oh, like yeah, next gotta year. Be, yeah, it gotta be soon. <laughs> it getting old. Yeah, I, I want to know what this one's about. This one feels like it will have less Martin in it. Probably. <laughs> and I, I don't want that. I want it to be nice and even. Well, maybe since he won't retire in the second one, then 
Then he good. I just, and in real life, he looks to be in better shape than he was in this movie. Maybe so, he started getting in shape afterwards. Like maybe we'll do. It's like it's a good movie. We, maybe yeah, we, uh, we do another, another one. one. Yeah, it definitely was good. And they uh, brought Reggie back. If you've seen the second one, when they disrespected him at the door when he went to go pick up his daughter, he still looked wild. Yeah, he looks very weird. And then I was like, I was like, that girl can't possibly be that. But I keep forgetting that uh, it's been what fifteen years. 16, 17 years or something since the second one. Yeah, I'd say around 03-ish, 04-ish, 05-ish, yep, so 02-ish. I don't yeah, know. I think it's 03. So, yeah, so it's been that long. They definitely dots. Yeah, when Shaggy Tell Feather come out? 03. <laughs> <laughs> that's, oh, yeah, that's, that's how you know. <laughs> <laughs> I know when Shaggy Tell Feather came out. <laughs> Dang, Murphy Lee was popping back in 03. Ooh, Murphy Lee is not around anymore. That was 17 years ago. He's not a little, uh, what was his little nickname? Murph little, Dirt. Little boy Murph. I don't know if that was his nickname. That was maybe your nickname for him. That's weird, but okay. Um, but yeah. All right. That was Bad Boys. It was good. So Bad Boys for Life. Go check it out. That's all I've seen, I think. All right. Well, I, I watched. was watching the Aaron Hernandez uh, documentary. Do want to watch that. He's wild. <laughs> I, I must not have paid attention to uh, his his life when all this was happening because he caught a body before yeah. uh, he killed, killed uh, yeah, he a black man. Yeah, he he caught, caught a couple bodies, actually. Those people at the club was trying to disrespect him. <laughs> so he aired him out. Yeah, let, let, that, let that thing ring off on the street. And then the way they set the documentary up, it was all talking about his football life growing up and then the murder they was playing. Um, uh Phone calls with him and his fiance from when he was in jail. Then they cut to this dude, and he was talking. He was like, "Well, growing up, we was playing football and all that. And once we got to high school, me and him started dating. <laughs> I'm like, that took the quickest, weirdest little turn. <laughs> you know, football leads to dating. Mm-hmm, all that wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that threw me off. Um, but yeah, that's awesome. All right. Well, I saw two movies from 2019. Oh yeah, and Michael Bay was in Bad Boys. I he ain't slipped by me. Oh yeah, with the <laughs> introducing Mike. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I saw you standing out. And his his character's name is Marcus. Uh, okay, Mike and Mark kiss. Eminem. Speaking of Eminem, Eminem put an album out in the middle of the night, he, and I've rode over saw it. He really does be putting albums out in the time at a time where I just really don't feel like anything's coming. Yeah, <laughs> I was shell shocked. I was very happy. But then I was mad. Get up out of my bed, go to iTunes, which I didn't think existed anymore. <laughs> they got to be able to log oh, yeah. in on it. Logged in, bought it. Yep, so did I. <laughs> Two of the songs didn't download correctly, so That's I was crazy. very mad. So then I had to go to my legal website, download those two songs, and then force them to go onto the pl- oh the album. It was just That's crazy. It was a lot I'm of work to be. Glad mine just went through normal. Lucky shenanigans that I got to go through at two o'clock, and I'm also happy because in. Uh, before or on my way when I'm driving, I was in the process of listening to Sunday Services album. Oh, yeah, I was about to listen to that. At first, I was like, well, I looked at the time. That album is an hour and a half. It's way too long. <laughs> it's like, I didn't ask to go to church. I just wanted yeah. to listen to this church music real quick. I'm only going to listen to that on Sunday because. <laughs> That's what I was going to do. But I was like, <laughs> we just started. I've been playing. I was like, this is too much. And then I was like, I got some bops on here. Uh-huh. No Kanye. I ain't heard his voice once. This song came out in the 80s. That's 
Uh, I, I was gonna start <laughs> spitting. Rumor on the street is if they ever do like a reboot of the Bad Boys, that me and Michael B should start in it. But I don't know why that will happen. I was I was flattered, but I was like, I didn't even say anything you about Michael acting. B, who would you be playing, Martin? Mike Laurie, clearly. <laughs> but no. all right, if there was a, a Bad Boys reboot in twenty thirty, eh? who would be playing them? And keep in mind, Michael B will be forty. <laughs> me and Michael B, and you will be forty as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be at least 25. Okay. I'm a young man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you would have to look like uh, that one little black guy who in uh, that Meek Mill bike movie, Charm City Kings. <laughs> He'd be very young still, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to let it know. All right, well, but if they did it next year, make it easy. If, it's, if it can't be me and Michael B, then. Martin Lawrence was born in Germany. Hey, that's a weird fact I just seen. Is his dad in like the military or something? I'm assuming so. And he's 54 years old. So he's old. So yeah. so it'd have to be two comedic people. All right. I've never, Michael, I've never seen, because I didn't see that Zach Efron Miles Teller movie. So I've you never seen Why didn't you ask to borrow it? I don't I got want it. it. So I've never seen Michael B. be funny. He wasn't Ever. necessarily funny in that movie. <laughs> he's not humorous. So you got to go somebody humorous. I like to see Donald Glover in an action movie. Well, I mean, never mind. Like an action where he gets to do action. At this rate, he'd be one of the only few options. Yeah. <laughs> Him and Lakeith. That would be so weird. <laughs> <laughs> they can just do an episode of Atlanta about bad boys or something. Or uh, from Shaft, you got uh, no, Jesse you. T. Usher. I feel like Javante Rhodes is funny. If he wanted to be. Probably. Probably. <laughs> Probably. Or you can do uh, King and Michael Key and Jordan Peele. A little black guy got a funny TV show. Uh, dude who's going to be in Coming to America with the Fro. Oh, yeah. Uh, What's his name? Aren't they him and Lil Rel? Aren't they friends? Yeah. No, that's perfect. That movie would suck. <laughs> they, should just, they should just do like a different action movie. Then. <laughs> I say, I don't want to see. Car- Gerard Carmichael and uh, Lil Rel. Lil Rel, because I can't think of the other guy's name. Jermaine Fowler. That's yeah. his name. It's Jermaine Fowler. He either, gotta be in it. Either way, I don't want to see it. Jermaine Fowler and Gerard Carmichael. I'd uh, rather see a little Dicky and um Lil Rel be, do bad. Dicky and Lil Rel <laughs> be crazy Lil's. I mean he got a show coming out, so he uh, about to show us his acting skills. And uh Kevin Hart's one of the producers on that. Hmm. I don't <laughs> know. They're what? both from Philadelphia, I uh, believe. Okay. I don't know why I was just thinking Randomly thinking about how funny Real Husbands of Hollywood was before it went off the air. We didn't even mention Kevin Hart could be one of them. I don't want to see it. Neither. I don't <laughs> want to see him. That I want him to slow down. Him shooting guns just sound, seems funny to me. It's more realistic to see a little dicky shoot a gun than <laughs> see Kevin Hart hold the pistol. Martin Lawrence didn't do that many movies. Now yeah. I'm looking at his. his the uh, professor. No, that's the wrong person. Wrong yeah. black guy. <laughs> he was in Big do, Mamas. He was in Do the Right Thing, House Party, House Party 2, Boomerang. Uh, one of his stand-up specials, Bad Boys, A Thin Line Between Love and Hate, Nothing to Lose, Life, Blue Streak, Big Mama's House, uh, Black Knight. These were all in consecutive years. Yeah, so he, he was, was on fire. He was a movie star. Uh, National Security, Bad Boys 2, Rebound, Big Mama's House 2, Open Season, Wild Hogs, Welcome Home, Roscoe Jenkins, uh, College Road Trip, Death at a Funeral, Big Mama's House. Like He did all, he, so he never stopped. I didn't. I thought there were stops in between nah, each thing. I'm gonna get it these was a non-stop since the uh, 1990. He did a movie every year all the way to 2011. Then he stopped. What was his last movie? 
before Bad Boys. Yeah. The Beach Bum. That was in, that was last year. I mean, it was a 2011 movie. Oh, uh, Big Mama's Like Father Like Son. <laughs> that was, that when, was the movie where he was like, I got to take a break. Yeah, he was <laughs> like, well, I'm doing too much. He's <laughs> stressing me out. That came off of Death at a Funeral, Road tr- College Road Trip. He, oh, he did two movies in 2008. He wasn't that is, playing. That is crazy. I really didn't realize he almost went a decade without being in a movie. And I don't count Beach Bum. Because he went almost two decades doing movies every year. And then he was done. All right, so it's time for you to come back. Getting paid. Mm. He did Roscoe Jenkins and College Road Trip in the same year. Prior to that, he did Wild Hogs. When he did Wild Hogs, I'm like, you're going a different direction, Martin. And he was supposed to be old in that. When did Wild Hogs come out? 2007. He wasn't that old. It was 13 years ago. So he was like 39? <laughs> no, wait. 41. Yeah, yeah, but still, yeah, he was not-, not the age of John Travolta. Because he's four, he's 54 currently. Tim Allen is. He got to be 60 something. 66. So he was <laughs> nowhere near that. He could still technically have been a young man. All right. Let's see. John Travolta. Got to be in the 60s as well. If not. 65. Yeah. And who was the other and one? William H. Macy. Oh, we know. 69. He's in the 60s. <laughs> so when this came out, they were kind of old. And Martin was like. Y'all could have. Yeah, he's not that old. Y'all could have. There are some black actors who are old that y'all could have got. Uh, what's his name? The one they always get. Freeman? No. Uh, <laughs> Glover? Yeah. <laughs> Danny Glover. That's crazy. Or they could have just got. Um, How old is Danny Glover? What's his name who was playing an old guy in that um, show by Charlie Day? In Living Color. <laughs> My Charlie Day. Is his name Charlie Day? Where they was old people in the old folks' home. Just recently got canceled. Oh, yeah. David Allen Greer. Yeah. He's like around, I think he, no, he may be 60. Uh, Danny Glover's 73, so he would have fit in better. Yeah. So How come man. his oldness seems a little more slow moving than. Black don't the- crack. <laughs> yeah. Morgan Freeman's probably 120 years old, but he just looks 90. Let's see. How old is Morgan? Oh, he's in his 80s. It's either high 70s or low 80s. Morgan Freeman is 82 years yeah, old. See, I, I know. Oh, man. Is he still dating that little girl? I would hope not. <laughs> I know he got a lot of liver spots, though. Uh, who else is old? <laughs> I'm trying to think of some more people. Now, his filmography looks nuts. His looks like, like a... As thick as... Dang. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no bars yeah. for you. It was just going to be a, just a, a turn of phrase. He he did three movies in 2007. He did four movies in 2014. That is ridiculous. <laughs> That's crazy. The amount he did, how much money he got? Three ninety six. Yeah, let's see what his his bankroll looking like. If his net worth ain't like upwards of three hundred and something million, then he ain't got his money right. Let me go to celebrity net worth, even though they're very inaccurate. <laughs> you need he need me to because they account. got my net worth at just a million. Well, y'all tripping. I know I got Brett. I Morgan, roll. Morgan Freeman. <sighs> Let's see. How much does Morgie Morg make? DJ Morgie Morg. $250 million. I feel like that's not true. Yeah, that's light. <laughs> I'll be disappointed. Uh, yeah, he's 6'2". Who else? Since we were talking about him, Martin Lawrence. How much is Martin making? I put it at like 100 because I know he was getting bread before his little hiatus. And his show and syndication be coming on all the channels. 
110. Okay, I'm, not, I'm guessing he's right. Let's see what Will's is. Will's got to be close to Billy. <laughs> <laughs> Even though he took a pay cut for Bad Boys. He said they both did. So that means Martin really took By a pay cut. We know, uh, we know Will Smith made more money in that movie. He's worth $350 million. All right, that's, I feel like it should be 500 That's light. What Michael B making? Then I'm done. Michael B probably uh, got $3 million. I, say, just, I say I give him $20 million tops. <laughs> Michael B. Jordan. No Michael. Because we don't. <laughs> I can say whatever I want to. <laughs> 18 million. I was close. Because he been making like 1 million per. That's pathetic. <laughs> you got a creed. I know it ain't the biggest budget movie, but come on, at least pull a couple million for it. He bought a house for 6 million. He almost spent all his money. Yeah, you better simmer <laughs> down. <laughs> How much money? He made 4. His career high for a movie so far, they said, was Creed 2, and he made 4 million. What'd you get for the first Creed? Five hundred. <laughs> he got that uh, Daisy Ridley, John Boy, Woo! John Boy, and Michael B. and Bad Boys, Little Boys. They can join the team because you know they're gonna add a member each time. Well, they're adding his son in this one. Cause I'm assuming that's what he needs to do to the guy f- lessen his jail time. The guy from the raid could have played his son. Are you talking about my boy uh, <laughs> Eco? Hey, you they, they might as well, but then they had to change the mom. <laughs> Listen, I don't care because either way, he didn't look like him. So yeah. all you gotta get is do some. Uh, yeah, I definitely want because he could do all the ma- maybe he should be the villain in the next one or Jason Ooh. Statham. Ooh. <laughs> Jason Statham can b- play uh, Shaw. <laughs> that would be sweet. <laughs> they really gotta do that. They gotta connect them. So or now, let- so far, we got Fast and Furious. Baby Driver, Transformers, Baby and Driver now too. And come back now. Bad Boys. And then they can make Black Idris or Black Superman, whatever he was. Oh yeah, let him be the villain in Black, Bad Boys Four. He didn't get killed. Yeah, but it'd just be a prequel. <laughs> oh yeah, and we gotta figure out who that voice is. Yeah, Will Still, Smith. Second, <laughs> I really should. It's Mike Lowry, but that would take a big turn. That'd be very weird. Like you already uh-huh. hid this secret from me. <laughs> now you're hiding the fact that you're a villain. <laughs> Because these Fast and the Furious movies are way in the future, I'm assuming. Because they, they, we know how their timelines are. Yeah, they tried, so, they jacked it up more because, <laughs> because of Hobbs and Shaw. Uh, he did that on purpose. And Dwayne or Vin Diesel was watching this like, confused. I had this perfectly constructed, confusing yeah, timeline. My, and my you just, timeline was how I wanted it. <laughs> and now you just threw a wrench in the plan. <laughs> Thanks. Because, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot we was doing. <laughs> doing like a regular style podcast episode. <laughs> Uh, what do you think John Wagg's net worth is? Two million. <laughs> it's six million. I was gonna say seven, but I was like, that's too much. He didn't spend a dollar. Yeah, he's been getting his hair done. That's about it. He's twenty-seven. So young. Mm. Let me see Daisy Ridley. <laughs> uh, if she ain't upwards to fifty million, then because we know she's John Wagg only got six. Daisy really got seven. <laughs> <laughs> she made a bunch for that train movie. How much Daisy really? Her name didn't even pop up. You can't find her on the internet. <laughs> she ain't got no socials. Can't find her on Celebrity Network. Oh, this here we go. Daisy really is worth six million, so they about the same. They just going off. Now I want to know Star how much Wars budgets. <laughs> how much uh, garbage? How much certain actors get paid for what movies? How much? And then we can move on. Whatever other movies, because I forgot what he's talking about. Hold on, let me see what Leo making. 
Oh, you know. 260. <laughs> That's a little bit. <laughs> a man deserves at least 700 million altogether, but I don't know. Nothing. Well, I looked at Michael B. and Leo. This podcast is called Leo B. Gyllenhaal. I forgot. All right, so. If- for now, it's, that's changing like next episode. If Michael B is at twenty million, Leo's at fifteen bajillion, then Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal is at seventy six. Jake Gilly, the thirty nine year old actor he who's six feet tall, he still hasn't hit forty something yet. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. He is. He made. He's worth sixty five million. That was close. I know people's net worth. I can guess anybody's. What movie was it that you were saying you seen? I saw another movie. No, I don't know. Wait, I don't know I? what we was talking about then. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> I surely don't remember. Um, did I say, did I say, did I talk about 1917 yet? No. Oh, okay. Well, I saw. Talked about bad boys and then got to looking up uh, money. Oh, okay. Well, speaking of money, I saw 1917 because movies about money, you know, war, propaganda, money. Clear lines. Um, but I saw 1917, uh, my last movie from 2019. I had to see it before I narrowed everything down on my like best or favorite movie list and all that good stuff. Um, you know, the awards, all that, blah, blah, blah. And it's going to be a big contender for the Oscars. So I saw it. I was really uh, intrigued in seeing this movie just because the way Sam Mendes directed it, it was that one-shot technique that was used, or similar to that was used in Birdman, and I thought Alejandro killed it with that, so I really wanted to see how it would be used in the whole war aspect of things. So I saw it. Um, I didn't love the movie like a lot of people seem to be. Like, Don't get me wrong, technically great, because you really couldn't even tell that it was one-shot Um like, he made it less noticeable than Alejandro did, but I still enjoyed Birdman the way that looked much more than this one. But don't get me wrong, this one's still good. And it, it helped with the intensity factor because um, the scenario that the movie was within, like, these two guys had to walk from this one station or platoon or whatever war phrase for wherever they was at all the way to this other area with some of the other members of the army or military or whatever those group of people were called and um so they just had to walk from here to here to deliver a message so just basically watching them walk from um this place to this place in less than two hours but it but they they were going by like this had to have taken hours it just felt very smooth and it just it didn't feel like there was any interruptions it just felt like one long smooth watch one long smooth take so i thought that was very good even though there was one small stop like where they had to zoom ahead and that was just because somebody got knocked out um so then they just the screen went black and then they picked it back up a little bit later but other than that it was smooth um and it, like I said, it felt, uh, matched the intensity because if you, it felt like you were just right with them as this stuff was going on, and they had no clue what was going to jump out at them next. You know, you walking in enemy, enemy around enemy territory, the bullets could start flying. You know, the the the, 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 the opposing country. I don't know nothing about <laughs> war terms. Um, they could have popped out of nowhere. So just being in that type of environment with them, like right next to them, kind of. Gave you as uh, close of a look as you could get from the feel of being in war just from watching the movie. So I thought that was dope. But 
all this still brings a slow pace of a movie, not too much excitement on top of that, um, the intensity that was being built. So again, good movie, technologically sound, it was good. Uh, the vibe that it was going for, it was good. Uh, the way it was shot, good, but I wouldn't say it's best picture worthy in my case, but that's just me. Um, but go check it out. And then again, uh, for a repeat viewing, I saw Uncut Gems. Still a really great movie. I read that this movie is now like, I think, top three for the most f bombs set in one movie. Though it doesn't even seem like they said it that much. Oh, you don't realize until you guys when you see it again. Because at first, like I felt the same way. I didn't. I thought they just cussed a lot, but I'm just it's it's so normal now. So I wasn't paying any attention to it. But then after reading that stat and then going back and watching it the second time, I'm like, they literally <laughs> said it almost every other word. <laughs> it was crazy. Um, but, yeah, well, I think Wolf of Wall Street is still number one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but in, in that movie's defense, it was almost three hours. Yeah, this one is a regular <laughs> movie length. Um, but, yeah, they say that, uh, said that a bunch. Um, but I started to notice this time around that I really enjoyed the score for this movie. It was very uh, eclectic and weird and kind of like, um, like acid trippy, like the way the movie starts and ends is the way I could like uh, is a visual for how I think the score is. If that makes any sense, if people see Uncut Gems, it ends in a very acid trippy sort of manner. It's very weird the way it starts and ends, and that's just that's the type of vibe I think of when I think of the score and how that meshes with uh, Howard and what he was going through with the whole addiction to gambling, basically, and that rush that he get. I don't know. But it matched perfectly, and uh, the Saudi brothers or whatever their names are, they did a great job uh, picking the score, directing the movie. Adam Sandler, great job again. Julia Fox, great job. Um, This movie was great. Lakeith Stanfield, great job. The Weeknd, great job. Kevin Garnett, (laughs) great job. So just a great movie. You want to know what it made better? They somehow figured out how to make it about Kobe. And Kobe get in. Kobe could probably direct it too. Well, yeah, I want to know what made them pick Kevin Garnett of all like athletes, like because that's you got to get very meticulous and specific. You got to think about it. <laughs> they in the East Coast. Yeah, we know the Knicks wasn't in the playoffs. Yeah, don't can't do that. So then that leaves something like a big team like the the Celtics. The Cavs would have been weird because they had to try to get LeBron to be in the movie, <laughs> and that wouldn't happen. So. <laughs> Yeah, like, okay, they were a star. They had to be somewhere retired because it's probably filmed during the basketball season. But then why did they pick specifically 2012? Was it because that was when he had a good series when he was old and, like, the chips were down? They thought uh, he'd be basically about to be 35, but then it went to game seven. Wasn't this loosely based on a true story? Uh, was it? Okay. That would be an insane truth. Let me see. If it is, then that kind of makes more sense. <laughs> then did Kevin Garnett know this person? Jim's a... Story. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, but um, every event that happened in real life, I'll read this. <laughs> That's crazy. Uncut Gems takes place in the backdrop of real world events. How did the events actually play out? Oh, so that makes more sense then. Uh, but there's no way that what happens at the end of this movie actually happened. That would be crazy. I saw this movie with some people from work, and um, they were talking about how. They would never watch this movie again because it brought out their anxiety like crazy. And I was they like, must gamble. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't see what. They don't. But like, I guess the vibe of the the constant ridiculous nature that he kept putting himself in 
and just know like this is gonna go bad for him but i don't know how and i don't know when it's gonna go bad for him especially the final scene now i spoke with somebody else at work and they said that they didn't see it coming i knew this wasn't gonna end well for him i had a feeling that they were going spoiler alert kill him but i think they i think the director still did a good job in that moment like they build it up, like build it up, like oh, the best possible thing has happened. The way they're going step by step, especially showing it from his angle, showing it from her angle, and then to end with exactly the way I thought it was going to end, but still be surprising at the same time. I think is uh, uh, kudos to their filmmaking. But um, yeah, the fact that this is based off of some real true events that that makes more sense. I'm trying. I don't. This may not be. They are not. Read this later because I want to know if this is a true story. Um, but real quick, uh, some so, uh, actors and actresses' salaries. Um, for it, chapter two, Jessica Chastain made two point five million. That makes sense. Uh, for Joker, Joaquin Phoenix made four point five million. Yeah, a little man. low, kind of compared to what Todd Phillips put in. Yes, <laughs> that man made over a hundred million for that movie. Oh, I mean, I guess he did everything for it. It's only because he with um he uh, forgo his salary. He said, "I basically just want a majority of the back end." Oh, that was smart. <laughs> yeah. That was confident and cocky. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm gonna knock this out the park. <laughs> and he, I bet they're like, "Why can't you finish her?" I'll do the same because four point five is probably nothing to him. He was probably like, ah, "This is DC at the end of the day." I don't know. <laughs> I gotta get some money for that. Yeah, I can't do nothing on the back end. It's a big risk. <laughs> DC ain't known for pulling in all that uh, confidence, so I'm gonna just take my four million. And keep and pushing. And he don't be seem impressed about the money for some reason. Yeah, he's, he's a psychopath. For Bad Boys for Life, Martin Lawrence got six million. I feel like he should got more. Yeah, if they both ain't in the double digits, then they really took a he pay cut. Yeah, he should got ten. <laughs> uh, Kristen Stewart for Charlie's Angels got seven million. She don't be needing to make more than Martin. <laughs> Uh, for Triple Frontier. That's why Elizabeth Banks was mad. I can yeah. <laughs> like I gave her all this money. <laughs> for Triple Frontier, Ben Affleck made eight million. <gasps> <laughs> he's, he's falling down. But for a Netflix movie, yeah, that, that came and went a lot. <laughs> for Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw, Idris Elba made eight million. I get. Well, they got the budget, so that's not yeah. a big deal. For Birds of Prey, Margot Robbie made in between nine and ten million. I say if she ain't put, if she didn't settle for double digits, then I feel like twelve would be more. Yeah, but, double digits. Right. Now well, the rest the of those <laughs> they can pull. Uh, Canary, if she ain't, she can pull in by five hundred thousand. <laughs> that's for, being nice for uh yeah <laughs> eight hundred thousand tops. Yeah, but no million. <laughs> I don't even Mary Elizabeth Weinstead. She could nine hundred five to one point five million maybe because she got a couple hit yeah, movies. Yeah, she got good movies. The, uh, the rest of that cast, y'all can split two million. Nah, it was McGregor. Like I'm getting oh, yeah, my I couple million. He's, he's not at least three. Yeah, I ain't playing no villain out of nowhere just to be taking no little canary change. Yeah, uh, once upon a time in Hollywood, Leonardo DiCaprio made 10 15. million. What? 10. He made Generous. the same as Margot Robbie. For Wonder Woman 1984, Gal Gadot made $10 million. Oh, she got it. She was a restructure that contract. <laughs> <laughs> For Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Brad Pitt made $10 five? million. Okay. He made the same as Leonardo. They said we got to do the same. Leonardo DiCaprio took a pay cut, though. That's For, the only way. For A Quiet Place 2, and we know how she got this money. 
Emily Blunt made twelve to thirteen million. Yeah. Her, her husband directed the movie. <laughs> yeah, she threatened to not do the movie if she didn't get a bunch of money. For Top Gun Maverick, Tom Cruise is making it between twelve and fourteen million. That's too much. For um, Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw, Jason Statham's making thirteen million. That is a lot. That means Dwayne <laughs> Johnson got twenty six. For Bad Boys for Life, which is a big difference from Martin. <laughs> Will made seventeen million. <laughs> That's messed up. He could have gave some to Martin. <laughs> he was probably like millionaires, millionaire. We all we both rich. <laughs> That's why he didn't want to talk about it. And that's why Martin, if you go back, Martin was very silent when that movie came up. You can see his face didn't even crack a smile. Just like uh, for for some reason, this says The Voyage of Dr. Doolittle. Is that what it's called? Nah, it's just called Doolittle. Okay. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. made $20 million. <gasps> He makes too much money. <laughs> and for that movie to be doing as bad as it's doing. All right, so Ooh. keep in mind, Idris Abba made eight. Jason Statham made 13. Yeah, that 13 is insane. For Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw, Dwayne The Rock Johnson made 20 million. I was close with 26. He just makes so much more than Jason Statham. That seems <laughs> messed up. Oh, if he pulled in 20, then Vin Diesel must have pulled in 50 mil. <laughs> for this is the last one I got on this page. For Six Underground, oh, Ryan a, Reynolds. Oh, he's in the 20s. Made. 27 million yeah, there, was, <laughs> there was no way he did that movie without the check. I didn't know he was pulling in 27. <laughs> yeah, that's the man. Spent, to convince him to do Six Underground, once you watch that movie, it looks like a complete mess. Yeah. So he had that. probably done. originally said 30. Yeah, he was like, he was like, we ain't got that for you. You can get, some, you can get it on the back end. Like, this is a streaming movie. And Michael, yeah, Michael B was like, I need him. Or not Michael B, Michael Bay. <laughs> yeah, Michael, Michael, Michael B don't B, need to be involved. Is Michael Bay the original Michael B? If anybody call him Michael B. Michael Bay was like, I need to resurrect my career. I need Ryan Reynolds. Uh, um, these are just some little rumors. <laughs> Denzel asks for asks for thirty million for Equalizer for an action movie for Netflix. Um, you better give it to him. They said Will Smith probably get thirty five million for oh Bright Two. <laughs> It's like, I'm doing, I need a bunch of money. Uh, Netflix is just throwing out money. My gosh. Um, they said Tom Cruise used to probably earn about 20 million, but now yeah, he's getting about 12. Yeah, then 12 to 14. Stuff like the mummy started happening. Um, I need to know what scale is because they said Lapita got scale. Wait, but, but by the time the movie was in theaters and everything, she got several million. Oh, she got money on the back end for us. Um, I saw Ansel's name. Ansel gets uh, <laughs> two hundred. He gets about five million <gasps> for <per> what? <laughs> for <laughs> for movies? Just Why? In general, I think, but well, he's making less than that for a chance to work with Steven Spielberg on West Side Story. Oh, he got two hundred thousand on that. He, well, five he million took less for he wanted to work with Spilsies. <laughs> But uh, five, mi ain't no way he took five million for Baby Driver. <laughs> yeah, There's just no know. way. Uh, and what is his other big roles? G Millionaire Gentlemen's or whatever that movie is called. <laughs> Millionaire Boys. I'm, ain't no way he was making five million for the Insurgents. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. What other movies <laughs> have you done? <laughs> okay, so sick movie. So he command he commanded five million for one movie is what they're basically it's, saying. It's got to be because uh, <laughs> that's insane. 
Leonardo and Brad Pitt split what they normally make. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, they, they both normally make about twenty million. Mm-hmm, I know they he split had to, that for the ten piece. That makes more sense. Um, he must have loved that script and wanted to work with Quentin. Dwayne Johnson normally makes about twenty or more for his big action movies. Um, same with Robert Downey. No, Robert Downey makes a bajillion dollars yeah. because he's been doing <laughs> he the same character million. for the last few years. This is interesting. Now, oh, I thought they said somebody's playing Doc Ock in Morbius. I was about oh, to my. be. I wouldn't put it past him. Uh, I mean, at yeah, his that rate, shock me. I mean, it would fit. Isn't he like a doctor or something? Mm-hmm. He'll probably tease it. He'll probably be like his coworker or his enemy or something. <laughs> oh my god! I got even more bad taste in my mouth. Yeah. Oh gosh, Doc Ock's gonna be a Morbius. What? Feel it. Oh, they got this is a little list of what some actors usually make per film. Uh, Chris Pratt usually makes about. <sighs> Dang it. <laughs> yeah, what did you say? <laughs> Nothing. You said bad taste in my mouth. Like what? That's not what I was thinking about, but okay. I'm so used to you saying whack bars, but anyways, uh, Ben Affleck usually get about 14. Melissa, Mac- oh, this has got to be huh? old article. For what? Melissa McCarthy about 14. They said for what? Ghostbusters. Spy? Oh my no. Uh, Marky Mark, seventeen million is what he got for a uh, Age of Extinction. Uh, Angelina got um, twenty million for Salt. Uh, Sandra Sandra Bullock. That was a long time ago too. Sandra Bullock got twenty million for Gravity. Um, wow. Will what a name in that movie. Will Smith made five million on Independence Day and five million for Men in Black. Um, yeah, well, that was there. That was back. But then the he got twenty million for After Earth and twenty million for uh, Suicide Squad. After <laughs> and for Fresh Prince of Bel Air. After Earth, he was making a hundred thousand a year or episode. <laughs> I think a damn they ain't say. I mean, that was a long time ago, so maybe right, a year is good, a lot. Uh, Denzel got twelve million for Training Day. Um, what? For American Gangster, he got forty million dollars. <laughs> uh, OG didn't say. For Book Jeez. of Eli, two guns, he got twenty million per. He ain't making that no more. <laughs> um, then he's sitting at home. If I was him, if I'm not pulling in twenty plus, I'm not working. Um, Jennifer Lawrence made twenty million for Passengers. Uh, yes, that's fair. Does she get the same for the rest of her movies? Probably not because it's been Passenger Bomb. Then she did Red Sparrow. Then Red Sparrow also didn't do very yeah, well. She did a nude scene in that movie. Mother didn't do very well. That's a classic. I keep forgetting about that movie. Uh, Adam Sandler for his Billy Madison, you get like 2.5. Wedding Singer got 5.5. But by the time 51st Dates came around, he got $25 million. He got $25 million for Jack and Jill. They said this is going to be a smash. See, the thing with his, his is hard to judge because all his movies are done by his company. Mm-hmm. So if he's, is he paying himself on top of getting more money no. on? <laughs> for uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, for uh, What's Eating Gilbert Grape, he got 75000 That's fair. Uh, 2.5 for Titanic. Ooh, um, he's, I feel like he might have got back end money on that but too. But then he got $20 million starting in 2000 That seems quick. Uh, the beach Titanic done made that much money. Yeah, like, I was in that. I'm getting paid 20 million for the great Gatsby and then 25 million plus bonuses for Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Uh, the revenue he got a little cool 20. 
Uh, Code 20s slept inside of a horse. For Scorpion King, The Rock got 5.5 million. That's kind of a lot. That's too much for that Um, whack movie. He took 10 for the original Fast and Furious's. I took 10. And back in. I'll accept 10 million. But for like San Andreas, 25 million. Oh, yeah, all his little movies now. He probably ain't making any less than 20 million. Goodwill Hunting, Matt Damon got 100,000. But then Born Identity, he was getting in between ten and twenty with the back end uh, for the Martian. He got twenty five million. If you see these big actors in these movies lately, then no, they ain't getting up out of their bed unless it's for fifteen plus. Harrison Ford was making between twenty and twenty five million for the Indiana Jones, (laughs) but with back end, he got sixty five million for uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Wonder what it took. Sixty-five for- million for Kingdom of Crystal yeah. Skull. He said, "Y'all want me to put this uh, hat and whip this lasso out again? I want money." Um, Tom Cruise is getting twelve million for. He got twelve million for Ghost Protocol. That's generous. Twenty-five for. Uh, I don't even know. I wonder how much the the original trio of Star Wars got for returning for these Ooh. new trilogies. I can only imagine. Um, with the back end uh, for Matrix Two. Uh, Keanu Reeves ended up making 126 million dollars <laughs> because it was it was a, uh, he was getting two thirty pieces before, oh my God. <laughs> but, then, but then he ended up with 126. That's probably why Will Smith is sick. Yeah. I would have got paid too. 126. I know that they had to have to take a pay cut for this new one. Definitely. But even though he's back on the up and up again. Tom Hanks uh, ended after Forrest Gump with the back end. He got seventy million. That's yeah, all right. Um, all right, Robert Downey. This is what we need. If, if he got back in on any of his movies, a thousand bajils. Oh, he normally just get forty million for the, each movie. <laughs> just a forty yeah. million. <laughs> I'll get forty million for about being on the screen for about fifteen minutes. All right. Well, that was me being very. De- yeah, we almost had an hour. <laughs> so. <laughs> But, but I feel like I got to read this last little thing real quick. Because <laughs> this is a list. That's crazy. For the most income made off of, like, movies, Keanu Reeves off of Matrix Reloading Revolutions, <laughs> he got, since they filmed him, like, back-to-back, $156 million altogether. <laughs> and second is Bruce Willis, because he ended up with $100 million from Six Cents. Tom Cruise got a hundred million from Mission Impossible Two, hundred million from World War uh, War of the Worlds. Call them the Change Boys. Will Smith, quick little hundo, hundred million for Men in Black Three. Yeah. Uh, Robert Downey, seventy five million plus for Infinity War. Yeah. Seventy five million for Endgame. Yeah. Seventy five million for Iron Man yeah. Three. Sandra Bullock got seventy million plus for Gravity. Yeah, I mean, I guess uh, she must have been coming off her Oscars. Let's see. Jack Nicholson for Batman had sixty million. That's a lot. He made uh fifty four million off the back end of that movie. Uh, That's In- smart. Inception, Leo uh, ended with fifty nine million. Yeah. Then we got Robert Downey again, forty million plus off of Civil War, forty million yeah. from Age of Ultron. Yeah. Johnny Depp for the money. Pirates of the Caribbean, and Stranger Tides was fifty five million. Yeah. Robert Downey, fifty million for yeah, Avengers. He made money. Some, this is disturbing. Cameron Diaz for Bad Teacher, forty-two million. <laughs> Get what JT gets. Man. That's disrespectful. He ain't on here. That's disrespectful. Uh, let me see real quick. Uh, I don't know who Amir uh, Khan is or what Dangle is, but he got thirty-nine million. 
Jim Carrey for Yes Man got $35 million. And Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, for Terminator 3, 30 plus. Dang, I was about to say, wasn't <laughs> was it Jennifer Anderson and Yes Man? But that was Bruce Almighty. Yeah. All right, so that, <laughs> that, that's it. I'm done. That's crazy. Dang, now, that's we can, now we can move on, like, your, your next relationship. Okay, keeping that to yourself. Uh, so this episode. Oh, it says he's lightly inspired uh, by somebody in Uncut Gems. I'll read all this later because I don't feel like it right now. But hey, hey. Well, is, it, is it midnight? <laughs> yeah, this, this sounds like one of them episodes. <laughs> that, I ain't been barring. Is it? I've been too distracted. <laughs> like a Kalani song. Granted, it's called distraction. Yeah, too distracted. I'm a word bender. Anyways, all right, I guess we can move on to some more 2019 wrap up. So, uh, dang it. So, um, this time around, we can do worst movies of 2019. So, I'll, I'll let you kick it off. See, uh, um, I'm going to do a top 10, so you can do whatever you want. I'm going to do a five because my, my sample size isn't that big. Granted, if you really break down the amount of movies I've seen, that's it's per month, it seems like a bunch of movies more than the average, but still not that many. I ain't in there in the hundreds like you, did, like I you do. I didn't get there this passion. That's okay. why I'm, I'm sick. Um, let's see. So I'm a five. I'm going to start from the least bad. Um, based off of me not seeing that many bad movies at five, I got Beats starring Anthony Anderson. I'm on Netflix about all the music. That was a decent movie, but compared yeah. to all the blockbusters and big movies that came out this year, nope. You get the stinker. At four, which, you know, whatever direction you decide, the fourth worst, the perfect date, don't remember what it is. That is with your, your boy, boy Noah, Noah Cent- okay. Centennial. Okay. The Netflix. All right, so we got, a, we got a Hulu, we got a Netflix joint. At three, Glass. This is a very disappointing movie. Yeah. Um, and what what the way my rating scale is, this got rated very low. So that's what puts it at three for me. For two, Dark Phoenix. We ain't really got to explain why this movie was booty. Um, number one, my worst movie of the year was Greta. Okay. Starring Chloe Grace Moretz. I didn't like this movie at all. It was definitely probably one of the more disappointing movies. Um. Yeah, most of the movies I've seen aren't whack, so that's except why you for, get those. Except for Greta and Dark Phoenix, those two are legit whack. <laughs> yeah, they'll probably be on anybody's list. Yeah. So. All right. Let's see if they are on mine. So then I got to start from. I'll do a ten. What is it? Like an army bomb. Six, seven, eight, nine, oh my gosh. All right. First at number ten, we got Hellboy, starring David Harbor of uh, Stranger Things fame. This movie was just a bomb. The movie would be lower if it wasn't for the ridiculous, uh, or wasn't for the violence and the very stupid, ridiculous ending that was just so bad that it was entertaining for some reason. But either way, it was just a hot mess. And just be quick to, or just be safe to just forget about that one and just remember Gilmore Del Toro's as the last time we seen Hellboy on screen. <laughs> Um, speaking of Will Smith, Gemini Man coming in, I guess, at number nine. This movie was just 
It was just whack. He was fighting himself, but the self was, was like a clone. So basically, they looked at it like it was his son. Again, another son. We was talking about Bad Boys for Life. His son, Gemini Man, son. But this version was terrible. Uh, the way he angly shot this movie, maybe it was a little too early for us, but it just looked a hot mess at times, but good at some point. But the storyline just wasn't intriguing enough. It wasn't developed enough. It just wasn't good. And number eight, The Perfect Date. <laughs> so right, I knew I was tripping. So it falls on my list, too. Just This movie wasn't for me. It just I won't say there's anything terrible about it. It was your typical run-of-the-mill teenage love story, but just with like a, you know, whatever timely uh, backdrop to it all. This one, dating app. Goes on fake dates yeah. or whatever to be there, dated these girls, dated whatever, whatever. Either way, it all ends up the same way. He ends up dating the girl that's uh you don't or you don't think or he doesn't think in a million years that he should be dating. Whatever, it's just not. It ain't for me. Uh, what is it? Number seven, the haunting of Sharon Tate. Only watched this movie because I was in Once Upon a Time <laughs> mode. So the Manson murders. I was scrolling on the Fire Stick. Saw. Uh, Hillary Duff was playing Sharon Tate, so I had to watch it, (laughs) and it wasn't good. Only thing that was good was the little way they went about the ending. Other than that, no. Uh, What is that? Six. Midsommar, Somer, whatever this movie from the hereditary director. Movie too long, too slow in the middle, too weird. It was very violent to start. There's another very violent scene um, a little bit ahead of that, but the whole festival, just the whole thing it was building up just did not capture my attention very I well. I book Smartness. I've seen that before. Uh, that's, that's, <laughs> a, that's another movie I remember. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great movie for the year. Um, but, yeah, this it was just... I just was not feeling this movie. It just some movies are too weird for me. This type of horror movie just was not it for me. I wasn't feeling it. No, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. Uh, number five, Pet Cemetery. For the life of me, don't understand why this movie is called Pet Cemetery. Oh, yeah. I, did. <laughs> I didn't even put Pet Cemetery on my uh, thing because we know how long I slept through it. <laughs> that came out last year. Uh huh. It's easy to forget. And I did not put it on here. Where's Pet Cemetery? It's. I mean, it stunk. I mean, I was like, I just don't understand why the movie was called Pet Cemetery. Yes, I get it. The cemetery was in the back of their house, but that is not where the people or whatever were. Uh, they were the. They, that wasn't the place they were like fiddling with all the the I weird. Really didn't write that movie down. Creature stuff. I it was terrible, stupid. Never didn't see the original, so I can't compare it to anything. But it just wasn't good. Uh, four, isn't it romantic? Starring your girl. Can't even remember what this movie is. From Pitch Perfect, Rebel Wilson. Okay. And Adam Devine, <laughs> the the dynamic couple duo of this past decade. This movie just wasn't funny. <laughs> I mean, that's just it's what it is. <laughs> Number three, Under the Silver Lake, starring my boy Andrew Garfield. This movie is just too smart for its own good. That I was reading about it and everything I was reading, like, Oh yeah, I was. And there's not a million. I could watch this movie a million times and never get what this movie was trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> because I mean, I get it reading what they're trying to say, but I never just if I was just to watch it and look for all those different like I just would never connect those dots. So this movie is just one of those two smart movies. Like, if you're really into smart movies, 
like two smart movies, this is your movie because it just plays off as a, 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 a noir or whatever you call those little detective movies. It just is just it's just it's just too much. It's too long. It's too in depth. It's not intriguing enough. It goes off of everything that it's trying to tell you and really doesn't focus on what is what we're actually seeing. If that makes any sense. Uh, coming in at number two, Greta as well, which could easily be my number one. But like you said, the movie just sucked. Uh, Chloe Grace Moretz wasn't good. Girl Isabel, whatever her name is, I didn't think she was very good. I did fall asleep for a nice chunk of this movie, but <laughs> just I just it just wasn't good. I mean, sometimes sometimes it ain't really much to explain when something just isn't good. Yeah. We all know it isn't good. <laughs> it just ain't good. So that's what that was. And then last but certainly least. It's cats. Oh yeah, that yeah. <laughs> and my biggest gripe is I went into this movie thinking I was gonna see a nice chunk of Taylor Swift in it to hopefully make up for the fact that I wasn't gonna like it. And she came in at the end, did one little song and dance, <laughs> and was basically done for the rest of the film. And I was sick. The gra- the effects were terrible. The movie took itself too serious. It had your boy uh, Jason Derulo in it though. Jason Derulo apparently was one of the best parts of the movie. That's already a bad start off rip. They had fur coats and they were cats. <laughs> Took the fur coats off. They looked disgustingly naked and it was just weird. This movie stunk. It was too confusing for a plain plot. Some things just should stick on the stage. And that is exactly what Cats should have did. So Cats takes the title for the worst movie of 2019 for me. And the fact that I saw it on Christmas. Yeah. That's is what really grinds my game. I'm just done with them. Hey. So Cats is the worst movie of 2019 for myself. Yep, that's, that seems like a good one to be the worst movie. So I'm really interested in seeing uh, what gets the worst title this year. Feel free to comment if you want, but just saying that to y'all is like speaking it to, did, uh, to invisible people. Did you uh, put out the uh, the Nadies nominations? I did, in fact, put out the Nady nominations <laughs> this <laughs> today. I, I usually do them uh, whenever. I usually do them. I usually do. I usually put them out the day the Oscar nominations yeah. come out. But I've been just the, since I only saw like seventy eight new movies this year. I just been really disgusted. And I just been wanting to move on to two thousand and twenty. <laughs> But since you bring it up, I can quickly just flash through these. And then um, once the Oscars comes in, that's when I reveal the winners. And then we can get who you think should win. Because I feel like every time we do this, I never know the method that we do it. So I'm just going to quickly just breeze through the nominations. (laughs) And then we can can just uh, pick it up when we got the winners. So congratulations to Greta. Congratulations to Cats for being our worst movies of 2019. Again, which means Chloe Grace Moretz. Oh yeah, I was just got an issue. Just when we were just talking about that, I was thinking of who's going to be in my NBA uh, awards when we do our the the best of 2019, like actors and actresses, and who's going to get be a part of my WNBAs. I'm gonna go ahead, which is the worst. <laughs> yeah, the worst. The That's worst. what the W means. I'm gonna go ahead and do my uh, so I can be prepared. Cause I already did my best movie of 2019. We all know what, like, the first... Oh, yeah, that's obvious. <laughs> that's that's clear as day. First couple. Yes. Yeah, actually. That would be easy. But, yeah, so I just want to let Melissa McCarthy... Not Melissa McCarthy. Just want to let Rebel Wilson know 
<laughs> you about to get the Melissa McCarthy award? <laughs> you you definitely gonna be in that starting five of of garbage. Oh man. But all right. So this year for the Nadies, you can go on icmovies.wordpress.com to go vote for your favorite uh nominees uh usually i try to add a new nomination this year i was gonna or new category i was gonna do funniest moment but it's really hard to think back on funniest moments from movies especially this year in comedies in particular has been pretty bad and if i ain't writing it down as i'm going on i only had like three actual things that stood out to me so i was just like you know what it ain't time for this category yet so maybe next year but we can start with best cast um awful rip um is there a is there one particular movie that you would nominate for this? Avengers Endgame. And I got Avengers Endgame being nominated as well as a movie you just watched, Booksmart, mm-hmm. The Irishman, Knives Out, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So again, go to icmovies.wordpress.com. Maybe I'll uh, post these on the our, the Instagram that Leo B. Gyllenhaal apparently has, but I, I have forgot it. all about that. <laughs> I, I, have, I, I don't even get on Instagram. <laughs> I haven't logged over to that one in a matter of <laughs> months. <laughs> There's a lot of things I ain't done in months. I ain't, yeah, po- a- I ain't put money in my savings in months. <laughs> I ain't put, I ain't put <laughs> I post stuff on the Instagram. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna get it together because I haven't done podcast art and I don't know how long. <laughs> Uh, it's it's just been funny, but all right. Now we next we got best fight scene. Is there a fight scene that sticks out to you in particular? Avengers Endgame, where the big three fought Thanos. Okay, that's a great scene. I went and I got very particular in that scene, and I went Captain America versus Thanos. Okay, in Avengers Endgame because I thought uh, Captain America was getting in his bag and was looking like he was about to take the dub. Yep, and then oh, he started sweet. getting his butt whooped. Yeah. Um. Then we got John Wick versus Boban. A.K.A. Ernest, that was his character's name. From Boban Marjanovic. <laughs> from John Wick Chapter 3, Parabellum. Get nominated for a lady. <laughs> <laughs> we got also from John Wick, the knife fight. There's a real sweet knife uh, scene with a, uh, where they're just throwing and beating each other up with a bunch of knives. That's super dope. Um, next, we got the Peter Tingle illusion moment scene from Spider-Man Far that From is, Home. That was sweet. Uh, where he was dodging all that stuff in the... In Mysterio's illusion, he was setting forth on what they, like a train or a hallway or something. I don't remember. But last but certainly not least, we got Adelaide versus Red from Us. If you've seen Us from earlier this year, because I feel like all award ceremonies forgot all about that movie. Yeah, that's different. <laughs> Even I forgot until people was like, she should have been nominated. Oh, yeah. But that uh, fight scene wasn't like super action-packed or nothing. It was just super, <laughs> it was super intriguing the way Adelaide was moving with Grace. <laughs> and st- or, I'm sorry, Red was moving with, I mean, technically, I ain't going to get into yeah, the back and forth. But <laughs> Red was moving with all the style and Grace, whatever movie she was doing, while Adelaide was just fighting with like aggression and stuff. And I thought the score in the background was dope. So that's what being nominated. What movie was Angry Rice in last year? That was whack. I'm just looking at my last year all uh, WNBA, and she's on there. Because she did the movie where she was dating the person who kept jumping bodies every day. Oh, yeah. But I don't remember what it's called. The Perfect Date? The Perfect who's, Day? Is, who's Harrison Holzer? Was he in that, too? He had to have been in probably like a Netflix movie or something. Who's Jacob E. Lordy? <laughs> all kind of people. I don't know. The only people on here I know is Joey King and Woody Harrelson. Because <laughs> Woody Harrelson did Venom, yeah. and he did Solo. <laughs> He, did, he was popped up, but yeah, he did have that curly wig in front of him. And rookie of the year is a new actor. 
Yeah. Like newer actor, defensive player, his action movie. Yeah. Okay, I'm just getting my stuff together. Yeah, I'm glad you said it because I know how to look back at like defensive player. Because I was looking at this, I'm like, Tom Cruise. <laughs> like, what defensive player. <laughs> I already know that's probably going to be somebody from like Avengers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ooh, but MVP, that's kind of hard. Yeah, that's going to be tough because I'm like, Chadwick did 21 Bridges and Black or Avengers. Yep. Those are two good movies, but then... Lakeith did about four or five of them yeah, things. Yeah, he did a bunch of great movies. I but can't then, give him MVP. He can die. get six, man, yeah, probably. Yeah, because he was a side Diana line. Silvers did about three of them, but one of them was real bad. <laughs> <laughs> James McAvoy. Nah, he did Glass. But he did Dark Phoenix. He did... James McAvoy, oh no! <laughs> He's gonna be on a dog WNBA! Because <laughs> it chapter two don't balance it yeah, out. Yeah, because he wasn't necessarily like mind blowing in that movie. He did three James. movies last year. And they were not his best work. James McAvoy. That's, that's like uh, that's like Kimba playing for the Hornets. Yeah. He's like, I was good. The rest of y'all stunk. So they look at me brings, a little sideways. Yeah, I gotta look at <laughs> That kind of brings him down if you're going up. <laughs> now, that may, that's more Devin Booker. Devin Booker, Devin Booker yeah. put up 70 in a game. And <laughs> that yeah, you don't care. Yeah. <laughs> they don't look like that. don't count. Oh, uh, man. That's wild. It's I don't know if I can do James McAvoy as the uh, WNBA MVP. It's going to be intriguing. Yeah, I got to look at my past ones. It's going to be intriguing. His, that's going to be an intriguing he list. Did. He got to be on he the some, NBA yeah, team, he, though, because at least... He did some bad stuff. Because he did some some <laughs> bad movies. He did Glass. <laughs> Even though he, he was almost nominated for a Nady because of that performance, but the, when I had to narrow it down, I was like, all right, he did a great job in that movie, but the movie sucked. Man, you got some, you, you got some people who did multiple movies. You got someone like uh, Robert Downey Jr. who knocked it out the park. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Joaquin Phoenix, who... Could easily yeah. probably just take it. Yeah, some people's one performance is uh, overpowering if you did two good ones. Yep. It'll be intriguing to see who we select, so stay tuned for whenever that episode drops. I have to use the bathroom so bad, but you can keep going, because last time I paused, I just like, turned it off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we got best moment. So we got uh, Captain America wields, uh, I don't even want to try to botch this hammer's name, Mjolnir? Nor, whatever. Picked up Thor's hammer in Avengers Endgame. Next, we got from Joker. Arthur dancing down the steps when he's in full Joker attire, when he's just getting in his bag on those very steep steps while the cops is chasing after him or looking at him while he's getting his boogie on. That scene became a, a super popular meme and all that, so definitely one of the more notable scenes from the movie. Next, we got from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Rick Dalton's flamethrower finale. If you've seen the flick, you see, oh, one of the Manson family members is uh, coming after him, comes in the pool, falls in the pool, about to shoot him or stab him. I don't know because I ain't bought the Blu-ray again and I only seen the movie twice. So don't expect me to remember key details if I only seen the movie twice. But whatever. He kills them by whipping out his flamethrower, which was a callback to a joke from beginning in the movie. Uh, so I thought that was a great use of that. Next, we got from Spider-Man Far From Home. Spider-Man first getting trapped in Mysterio's illusions. That scene was incredible. I thought these effects was dope. Just the way it looked on the big IMAX screen was dope. And that was really us first seeing uh, Mysterio use his technological powers the way or in that way. So I thought that was dope. Um, and then last but not least, from Toy Story 4, Woody saying goodbye to his toy family. Um, 
it didn't have the same emotional effect as the goodbye on Toy Story 3, but still, once again, it's another end to the era. So if uh, you had to say a best moment or that uh, that you can think of from 2019, what would be one of your favorite 2019 moments from a movie? Probably another. Got to be another moment from Avengers Endgame. Okay. Um... Really getting the feeling that that might be your favorite movie from last year, but I'm yeah, not sure. I mean, we, we'll see. Uh, probably, yeah, got to probably be when uh, uh, Captain America said Avengers Assemble. Okay. Because we got to see all the characters. Yeah. From a decade's worth of work. Yeah, that was an option. Or uh, Robert, or I'm sorry, Tony Stark snapping his fingers to save the day uh, yeah. was also another one. But yep. there's just too many moments. But I just went with the, the Captain America will and the hammer because that was a scene everybody been wanting to see uh, come to fruition on the big screen. And then the moment he did it, it was just, I thought it was perfect. Uh, moving on, we got best villain. We got Josh Brolin, a.k.a. Thanos from Avengers Endgame. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal, a.k.a. Mysterio from Spider-Man Far From Home. Howard's Gambling Addiction from Uncut Gems. Um, Bill Skarsgård, a.k.a. Pennywise from It Chapter 2. And last but not least, Octavia Spencer, a.k.a. Ma from Ma. So if you had to pick a best villain from 2019, who would who would uh, you throw in there? Walking Phoenix is a villain? That was, yeah, that was a tough, that was, that, was, that was a balancing <laughs> act I was playing with in my head. To me, I mean, I guess, yeah, because he played like a popular villain, but I just looked at him as somebody who was dealing with mental illness, so the world made him that way, so I necessarily didn't want to call it a villain, because he wasn't, I don't know if he was really a villain the whole movie, he definitely was towards the end. He was wearing a little bananas. That was one of some information. <laughs> All right, moving on to best score slash soundtrack. In my defense, I almost nominated, not in my defense, but I almost nominated Queen and Slim, but then I realized I ain't never heard that soundtrack. I'm just going off the movie. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to get some black votes in there, but I I took it off. But first we got Joker, uh, Rocket Man, Toy Story 4, Uncut Gems, and Us. So is, uh, is there a score or soundtrack from 2019 you would throw in there? I didn't listen to nowhere near as many soundtracks this year or last year. Um, I'm trying to think. I have no clue. <laughs> All right. Well, then we will. Hang on. What came out last year? We'll move on to best screenplay. Uh, first, I got The Art of Self-Defense. Uh, then we got Booksmart, Joker, Knives Out, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But if you had to throw a, a movie to be thrown on there, uh, what movie are you uh, selecting? This is for best screenplay? Yeah. Uh, let's see. You said Booksmart, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh. Uh, you said long shot? No, long shot. <laughs> long shot. Seth Rogen. All right, moving on to best visual effects. We got Avengers: Endgame, Captain Marvel, 
Detective Pikachu. This one is a controversial selection, <laughs> only because where I have it also nominated, but The Lion King. This for visual? Yeah. Okay. And then Spider-Man Far From Home. So is there another movie that should be thrown in there as well? Maybe. Well, no, you said visual. I was about to say Lego movie too. <laughs> that's just like an animated movie. Um, I think that's pretty much all of them. All right, I can't think of no different one. I'm surprised you didn't say like Star Wars or... Because we know how much you love Star, Star Wars. Wars. Is the same thing each time. It's not bringing nothing <laughs> specifically <Ain't> nothing fresh. <laughs> All right, moving on to best scary slash horror movie. We got Annabelle Comes Home, It Chapter 2, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, Us, and Velvet Buzzsaw. And now this has been a subpar year for me for horror movies. This is definitely it's getting worse each year. But is there is there another one that should be thrown in there? There's some options. I don't even. I mean, I gotta look at my list. Did I see? All right, so Glass ain't. Is that a horror movie? Nah, that's yeah. Happy Death Day to you. That's more like a silly comedy. This one was definitely more a silly comedy. Greta's not. It's more a thriller, and that wouldn't be on there. (laughs) Yeah. Um, What else came out? The Perfection. Did you see that? No. It was whack, anyways. (laughs) Uh, You said my. I didn't nominate mine. I guess oh, that yeah. would be considered a score. Yeah. I don't know. It was too difficult. Blumhouse did it, so. Yeah, so. so that means I, I don't got nothing, unless it's mine. So that means Fantasy Island is also going to be through. Or a super scary movie. It's Invisible also, Man. I can't wait for that to come out. That looks pretty good. But uh, for best action movie now, we got Avengers Endgame. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what I would have said, so. Hobbs and Shaw. John Wick Chapter 3, Parabellum, Spider-Man Far From Home, and Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. Is there a movie you would have thrown on there to, to add? Um, you said Hobbs and Shaw? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, <just> a, <laughs> uh, that's where my brain is at. Captain Marvel? Okay. <laughs> we gotta have one. <laughs> now I'm fine with the ones you already said. All right, well, now we got best comedy for another. This has been a, another uh, a genre that was lackluster, in my opinion. But we got Booksmart, Good Boys, The Lego Movie 2, the second part, The Long Shot, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. The fact that I had to add that one is why I say <laughs> it is a lackluster year, because even though it is a comedy... Yeah. It's still a like a, a drama to me. I just I don't look at Quentin Tarantino movies as just straight comedies. They're all witty. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know what else was necessarily funny. Just Mercy has some funny parts. <laughs> <laughs> Why was it funny? Because he was like, Michael B. can't be this good looking. Is that what you were saying? I don't even get why that would even be funny, even if I had that weirdo thought. You know, people just laugh at stuff that they just can't believe. Uh, I can't believe I just won the lottery. Uh, Zombieland, Dumble Tap, wasn't like that funny, but yeah. it was, was that a comedy? Yeah, great movie, but yeah, it just wasn't wasn't up to the level. I should have just nominated, but it is what it is. Uh, best animated movie, we got How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. The Lego Movie 2, the second part. 
this is where it gets controversial. The uh, the Lion King, because it was also nominated for Best Visual <laughs> Effects, but somehow nominated for Best Animated Movie, since that movie just doesn't want to pick a side. The Secret Life of Pets 2. Mm. <laughs> or Toy Story 4. So, I, mean, all the, I, mean, I can't add nothing to that. Uh, Spies in the Sky is like the only other animated oh, yeah. movie I've seen. So. Yeah, I didn't get to see that. I, I, that one's... That one always falls in 2000. At the end of the year, there's always some couple movies that just fall on the wayside. And I, after the new year hits, I just stop having interest yeah. in seeing them. So, unfortunately, that's about to fall in that round, which sucks. But moving on to Best Supporting Actress, we got my new girl, Julia Fox from Uncut Gems. <laughs> Lily, Lily James from Yesterday. Billy Lord from Booksmart, not Star Wars. Um, Margot Robbie from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And Zendaya for Spider-Man Far From Home. Now, I'm not going to give it away, but this was very hard to pick a fifth. So, somebody literally just got on here because of the name. <laughs> and because the movie was good. So, is there an, uh, uh, another lady who I should have thrown in there? A supporting actress? Yeah. Movies came out. Because who would be... Nah, I ain't got nothing. So you don't want to say like uh, Elizabeth Olsen from Avengers Endgame? I mean, I guess if you want to have, you have to ask somebody. All right, best supporting actor. We got Al Pacino from The Irishman. Jamie Foxx from Just Mercy. Jake Gilly from Spider-Man Far From Home. Brad P. from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And Bokeem Woodbine from Queen and Slim. <laughs> <laughs> My boy had to throw some, uh, I guess, had to get some brothers in there. <laughs> <laughs> so, is there some other fellow I should have added to that list? Uh, let's see. Best supporting actors. I'll be blanking when I got really think. You sure you want to say uh, uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson from Avengers Endgame? Oh wait, he did it up making the cut. Uh. What's your punchline? <laughs> I, I want to see them fingers ta- typing. I don't got nothing to say. I got a message to respond to. <laughs> All right. Nah, I can't think of nobody. I'm drawing blanks. Like Hangman. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right. Best actress. We got Ana de Armes. I don't know if that's how you pronounce her name, but from Knives Out. Caitlin Dever from Booksmart. Benny Feldstein from Booksmart, Lapita Nyango from Us, and Octavia Spencer from Ma. Congratulations, ladies! But who do you uh, think should be thrown on there? Any any other worthy candidates? Uh, maybe Ana de Armas from uh, <laughs> Knives Out. She's nominated, but it's oh, fine. I was not paying attention. <laughs> Well, I mean, then they all fine, I guess. <laughs> I was so into trying to find who uh, who was whacking movies that I did not pay attention. Cool. All right. She was only first. I only said her, her name was first. That's okay, why. That's I, why I, yeah, catch it. I caught everybody else. All right, now we got best actor, the goat for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Robert Downey Jr. for Avengers Endgame, Taron Egerton for Rocket Man, or Rocket Man. I'm sorry. Michael B. Dot for Just Mercy, and Joaquin Phoenix for Joker. Mm. Seems to be it's a stacked. This is a stacked card. 
Uh, who uh, anybody would add on there besides Jake Gyllenhaal from Velvet Buzzsaw? I forget. That was another movie I didn't write down that I seen because I slept through. Some movies, you got, if I sleep so much in them, I, I can't count that. Because <laughs> falling asleep before during the previews and waking up mid movie, that's I can't count that movie. And then falling asleep again, yeah, I can't count. <laughs> yeah, you just saw a sneak peek. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I got to look exclusive. Because <laughs> uh, typically, like when uh, those IMAX movies be giving you like the first ten minutes uh-huh. of movies, does that count as seeing the movie? Nope. Because I was like, basically, I could, what I, <laughs> I could fall asleep for the rest of that movie, like <laughs> I would do if I actually saw the movie. Yeah, so, yeah. I don't really got nowhere else to add. Are you sure you don't have like Daniel Craig from Knives Out? Or uh, he was good. Bokeem Woodbine from Queen of <laughs> Nah, he can't be supporting him. That's how good he was in the movie. <laughs> All right. Well, nah, I ain't got nobody. All right, well, best director, we got Jordan Peele from Us, Todd Phillips from Joker, Anthony and Joe Russo from Avengers Endgame, Quentin Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and something the Oscars didn't want to do, nominate a lady. I got Olivia Wilde there for Booksmart. So is there anybody on there that you would have liked to see nominated as well or somebody that you would throw up in there? Uh, I'll say Olivia Wilde. I'll say... Uh, can't think of nobody. All right. Well, then that takes us to the last one. Last but not least, of course, we got Best Picture. AKA every year it's a dead giveaway for what my top ten is. It's just not in order. But here we go. We got Avengers Endgame, mm-hmm. Book Smart, mm-hmm. John Wick Chapter 3, Parabellum, Joker, Knives Out, The Lego Movie 2, mm-hmm. the second part, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Spider-Man Far From Home. Toy Story 4, and Us. Now, is there a movie that uh, you would throw up in there? That's pretty much who I would have down, I think. Nice. You said Lego movie. Yep, I'm good with that. All right, so that's your Best Picture nominees, but you can go again to icmovies.wordpress.com to vote for all the I see movie award nominees, all the nominees for the Nadies, the Leo B's, whatever you want to call it. Uh, again, make sure you check out at Leo B Gyllenhaal on Instagram. Oh yeah, if we change the name, we would have to get a whole new Instagram page. I mean, we just not, change the name of that page. Yeah, but say it's not like we have a footprint on Instagram, yeah, anyways. <laughs> but uh, really? what should it got to be something? Yeah. I feel like I'm close with the stuff I've been writing down. Uh, maybe if we get us some like a top three, put it on the show, see what they think. I mean, they're not gonna answer, but uh, <laughs> and then then pick one because you know, I only name I keep coming up with is Frozen Girl, <laughs> and that's <laughs> such a crazy title. <laughs> uh, but again, yeah. So check out Leo B. Gyllenhaal on Instagram. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, um. Some nominees get put up there with the link as well. I'm going to put the link probably in the bio, maybe. I don't know. How you do one of those link trees? Mm-hmm. That's why I need a – we need a, um, an intern who can a, answer these millennial youth, questions for a me. A youthful person. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, yeah, again, just go to the website, icmoves.wordbreast.com. Get a, go ahead and get, a, get your vote on. And then once the Oscars 
drops at the beginning of February. Then the more important award show will drop after that, aka the the Nadies. So stay tuned. But um, anything else you're gonna touch on before we move on to the weekly Geely segment of the show? Mm. Nah. Right, I was well. distracted by the fact that it says Greta came out in 2018. Well, <laughs> that's tough. Because <laughs> I ain't going back and changing my list. Definitely not. <laughs> but all right. Well, um, I actually do have somebody that um, I have to nominate, unlike last week where the grudge got it just for being whack. <laughs> but is there anybody else, uh, anybody you want to nominate first off? Nah. All right. Well, the first human to receive the weekly G League for 2020 is your boy, Charlie Hunnam. What did this dude say? And he's getting it because he blames, I don't know why we're speaking about this movie all these years later, but he blames King Arthur for being a bomb on a particular casting decision. Let me just read his quote. So he was quoted as saying, so basically he uh, he admitted the film had a lot of problems. So at first he was like, I'd like to go back to King Arthur because there's a lot of things <laughs> that went wrong. Yeah, that's been, that's been uh, boggling his mind. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, there's been a lot of things that went wrong during that and a lot of things that were out of our control. I just don't think we ended up matching the aspiration. We just didn't quite make the movie we wanted. The idea was that if it was a success, we would have made several of those films. And I'm really captivated by the Arthenian legends. And I just feel <laughs> like we really missed the opportunity to tell a long form story. You didn't. But anyways, um, Hunnam, Hunnam said a single casting mistake was largely to blame right, for the film for not working as it intended. Now, he just said there was a piece of miscasting that ended up crippling the central storyline. It's, <laughs> it's actually not in the film anymore. Okay, so <laughs> and then um with him saying that um that back in 2016 there were reports that Ri- um what's his name Guy Ritchie who directed this John he said that he was not happy with the performance of El- Annabelle Wallace as Maggie okay. and ended up cutting her out of most of the film That's so that mean. so that could quite possibly be he was talking about but my problem is for one the movie was gonna suck regardless. Yeah, <laughs> like if you've seen King Arthur, it just what those type of movies just aren't they ain't they ain't popping now, and they got to be really good for them to be popping. You know what they fit more as a video game, <laughs> or maybe even a Netflix yeah. show. Yeah, throw on Netflix. Uh, Henry Cavill's having some say, great success with The Witcher. If they would make a Witcher movie, do you think that would be good? Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> so no, and then for two. Don't be complaining about somebody's role in the movie who got cut out almost completely. <laughs> now, I don't care if they had to edit around her bad casting, so that kind of messed up the movie. <laughs> that ain't the point. Her and she was barely in the movie. If you really love this movie so much, you should have put that movie on your back and carried it to yeah. the finish line. <laughs> yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio producing this joint, and ain't nobody care about this garbage. Yeah, <laughs> had Charlie Hunnam, who has had a mild success. <laughs> and no one cared about this garbage. The movie was originally over three hours, but they trimmed yes. it down to be just over two hours, and that was still too long. So I don't want to hear none of your excuses. Uh, I almost called him King Arthur, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> you you just had a whack movie. If you're an actor in this biz, I'm I'm speaking as if I'm an actor. Uh, if you're an actor in this biz, you're gonna have bombs. Okay, you're gonna have whack movies. Hey, Leonardo DiCaprio. He did uh, what's that movie with the 
the fancy colors. It was a remake. We just literally said it earlier uh, in the show. And I can't remember what it is. <sighs> he was a fancy guy. Billion. No. I don't know why I keep wanting to say <laughs> Mr. Popper's Penguins. Something like that. <laughs> it's the movie. <laughs> he, was, he died at the end. I mean, but that's not saying much because he dies in a lot of his movies. Yeah. I'm like, which one is this? What's that movie called? Mr. Fancy Man? Because <laughs> all I remember is he was walking down the stairs like Jay-Z on the soundtrack. Yeah. And, uh, what's her name? Lana Del Rey. That song was yeah. played all over it. <laughs> I'm going to figure it out without looking at it. Why do I keep wanting to say Sopranos? But that ain't anything. That's the Sopranos and Mr. Popper's Penguins. <laughs> Soprano Popper's Penguins. Mr. Fantastic Soprano Popper see, Penguins. I keep, yeah, I want to see, uh, what's that movie called? Magorium's Emporium. Oh, that movie sucks. Uh, R.I.P. Is... Heath Ledger. I'm going to figure it out. Knivis? No. Knivis. <laughs> what is this movie called? <laughs> On the soundtrack for. Fancy, fancy fella. <laughs> Lana Del Rey for Leah walks down the steps with a martini glass in his hand. <laughs> what is this movie called? I'm going to figure it out. It's about to drive me insane. I'm not moving on until I figure this what out. What is this movie called? <laughs> you literally just said that. That's what's driving me nuts. Uh, he was in. This was 2013. <laughs> I remember the year specifically. <laughs> he, um, Tom... Thomas and the... It was a last name, I think. What is this movie? What is this movie called? I say it. Somebody I yell it. I said it. It'll make me so mad if I can't figure this out. Miss Snow. Brown. Thomas. No. I don't know why I keep wanting to say Mr., but it's, it's one word. I think. Do it. Nah, it's one word. I got to look it up. This is hurting. <laughs> I'm going to keep letting you keep guessing. Because this is painful. This is crazy. It don't help that I got to pee. You know your mind don't work right when you yeah. got to go to the bathroom. And I'm a little hungry, so that take away <laughs> brain cells. What is this? I don't even want to look it up because I know I'm about to be heated. The Grand? No. Am I getting close? Nah. What is this movie called? Grand Torino? No, that's a, even that's a Clint Eastwood movie. Find these movies he did. The Grand Opera? No. The Grand Orchid? No. Grandstanding? <laughs> I don't know. Based on where we are in guessing, you ain't guessing this movie title. What is this? The feel- first word is the. Oh, so it is two words. The Manchurian? No. The Sopranos? No. Why does this keep Sopranos going to come ahead? Is it a G-Nex? Yep. I know. I know it's a... a, a, a <laughs> it's three words. Oh. Ooh, I just stood me for a loop. <laughs> <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't thinking of anything that had three words. I feel like the first G word is like real short. <laughs> and we're talking about the movie where he's like Mr. Suave. And yeah, you got... I think Casey Mulligan or something is in it. Mm-hmm. Or Carrie Mulligan. Mulligan, yeah. His best friend Toby's in it. Yep. Joel Edrington. The Grand? No. You're getting closer, kind of. 
It's going. I'm gonna lose my mind. It's the, and it starts with a G. Let me give you some uh, music here. The. See if this helps you out. Great Gatsby. Oh, yeah, my there gosh. you go. That was tough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. That was very difficult. My hey. gosh. Let's stick around and get along with you. Hello. Uh oh. I don't even know where I was at, but. <laughs> I'm, I'm DJing right here. Okay. DJ screwed. All screwed up. They don't really go together. That's fine. Girl to be raped by a pack of fellas. Yeah, <laughs> Mel Gibson. Yeah, Mel Gibson. Now it's time to bring it around. What was I about to? Not a great though. My whole mind was on Great Gatsby. Now I can't even think of what I was about to say. <laughs> but um, all right. Well, yeah, Charlie Hunnam. You can go sit in timeout or slip in your mind. S- go sit in like the corner a and focus. banana pill. Oh my gosh! Go <laughs> you can't in- say it, but I can. Go sit in the corner. And focus on your upcoming movies, not your past blunders. I'll let y'all decide what should be the uh, weekly Jilly sound. You can either do these farts. I think it's going to be this one because it used to be a toilet flush, and this is an iguana farting into a bathtub. <laughs> so this is the weekly, this is the weekly Jilly sound. An iguana farting into a bathtub. <laughs> oh gosh! All right, well, I think it's time to uh, what is it? Move on to the Rotten Tomato segment of the show. Here we go. So we got the most pivotal part of the show. We got two movies to uh, resolve. So first up is Bad Boys for Life. I'm mad. I lost this one. I gave it a 52%. Yep, by just going over me by slight. <laughs> Thank goodness, because I almost went below you. Um, but you went with a 50%, and it is sitting at a 75% right now on Rotten Yikes. Tomatoes, which is really good. Giving me the W there. Moving my lead up to 3-0. to zero. Yeah, I'm losing this year. Next, we got Doolittle. I gave it 35%. You went with... 54%. It is currently sitting yeah, at like a two. A 19%. Giving me the W there as well. Moving my lead up to four to zero. So now I need to hold on. Because it's only four movies in. Things could change. And this is going to be a pivotal week. You know why? Because the first movie is The Turning. Do you know what The Turning is? No. Movie with the guy from It. And uh, Stranger Things, Finn. I gotta look this up. And it's a PG-13 scary movie. That should probably tell you all you need yeah. to know. Yeah. 
Even though last year there was some, a, or maybe the year before, there was a surprising PG-13 scary yeah. movie that did well. The Turning. I'm going to give this a... Uh, I'm going to give this a... Why are you looking? I'm going to give it 33. I was about to say just, 35, but I can't... This is not pulling up whatsoever, which tells me this ain't a real movie. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I had to double check. It is wide, and I just saw a trailer for it at the last movie I watched. All right, the director is Floria Sigismondi. What has she done? She did The Runaways. Um, so I'm going to give this... I'm going to give this a 27. 27, all right. Giving the turning 27, I'm giving it a 33. And next we got Gretel and Hansel, which I have only seen a poster for. So I have truly no idea what to give this movie. Um, but it is also PG-13 and is, I believe, a horror movie. And it said it's releasing wide. Now, how much do I believe that? <laughs> Not much. But I am going to go with staying in the realm of the 30s. Nah, this is probably worse than that. This is no Hansel and Gretel witch hunters. I am going with 29% for this. Let me think. Let me think. Um, this is directed by Osgood Perkins. Who is Osgood Perkins? He has directed nothing I've ever heard of. <laughs> he sounds like fancy pants. Um, I'm going to give this. What'd you give it? 29% right with, on the nose. With 15. <laughs> All right, 15%. <laughs> For Gretel and Hansel, 29% for myself. And then again, from the turning, I gave it a 33. You gave it a 27. So we will see those in the next couple of weeks of who took those predictions home. But uh, anything else you want to say before we flee this popsicle stand? Nah. And I ain't doing Blu-rays either. I don't feel like looking them up. All right. And I had so much self-control, I barely did any punchlines this episode. All right. I did a couple. So... You can read them or I can read them. I want to read them. All right. So they just literally, I ain't put the whole bar there. It's just the end. So <laughs> So there's no setup to these? Nah, it was in my head. Just the word I played off of. <laughs> I didn't even spell words correctly. That's how much I was in and out. <sighs> Hold on. I need major sound effects for these. Where am I going to fart? Uh, wild no thornberry oh my gosh I'm speechless no words <laughs> this is the worst one <laughs> uh, thick as a novel but this next one is oh my gosh <laughs> these is getting bad Perfume. Kitty pictures. That's <laughs> hard. <laughs> 2019 wrap up. Skills. Don't nobody understand what that means. I get it. It's whack. Grind my gears. Family guy. No thank you. My fucking disaster. Per episode. Think like a cap. <laughs> Okay, I'm done with the making the cut like a slit wrist. <laughs> you made a cut. Uh, uh, that gets everything. Those are the ones I can only remember. So just imagine if I wrote all of them down. Uh, I was whack. 
Uh, bars. Bars are back. No, you're not Cassidy. <laughs> bars are back. Pretty sure if we got Cassidy in this episode, he'd probably do the worst. <laughs> <laughs> we seen his. Hold on, I need to hold on before this ends because this is already a long episode. Have we hit two hours yet? One forty-seven. Are we getting there? I need to go. I'll just do it on my phone. <sighs> I want to read some of these Cassidy bars from the Arsenal battle because <laughs> I seen some gems. <laughs> Uh, and I know this has nothing to do, but nobody's listening to this, so I can do whatever <laughs> I want to on this. Um, let's go. Cassidy <laughs> versus, because I'm pretty sure they... Somebody posted it. If not, I'll pull up the goods. Ooh, either way, it's bad. All right, because... And that was funny when Arsenal was explaining the hotel situation. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. Where's my favorite Cassidy parts? I got the jitters. Arsenal's part is so long on here. Um, He said, Philly, the town where I started at, so I brought it back and made bands like Ness, the BX where they started rap. Bands like Ness, you know, be Ness. Yeah, we get it. Um, Not good. Where is my favorite? Oh, okay. Uh, you soft and you frauding too. For talking blank, I ought to just split your blank dome in two. Acting hard ain't hard to do. I brought some aluminum for you. <laughs> it's beef Boy, I yo. fire at your grill to, until it barbecue. I got more heart than you and spark at you. It's an issue. He rhymes hey. more words than M does. <laughs> um, oh, and keep going on that uh, scheme. You got the same rocks in your chain as that boy. We not the same. Boy, I got aim and a big nose that'll blow through tissue. It's <laughs> not a game. <laughs> Oh man, Cassidy's dope. Uh, well, I want one more line, then I'm done. It's dope. Hold on, let me just go deep into the battle. Um, off top, if the leg clap, you dare to get your head wrapped, scar shot, bald spot. You never grow your dreads back. Oh my god. Um, hold on. They even put in like, uh. Smack has to quiet crowd down. <laughs> boo! Boo! <laughs> All right, then what was the line that made them boo? Let them rap. <laughs> it literally says, Yo, y'all gotta hold it down. Let them rap. Please, please hold it down. <laughs> what was the line that got them booing? Um, oh, they got, even got Cassidy talking. Let me get some water if I gotta scream for these dudes to hear me. <laughs> Cassidy <laughs> Cassidy brings it back 16 bars. <laughs> he brought us way too far that's back. That's a verse. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, that I got to read this line after. <laughs> uh, is your boy what? Wait, did we say the names? No. Walking Penny's worth. And, uh, <laughs> uh, it's uh, Leo Archibald, and this has been another episode of the <laughs> Leo B. Hall podcast. And I guess 
Is anybody want to be nominated for the starting five of Wackness for 2020? Uh, I ain't seen nothing yet. No, not me. Uh, Nothing from Bad Boys. So I guess or uh. All right, I talked about like a boss. Yeah, nothing. All right, well, guess it's time to end this off with the yeah. No usher.